If you're experiencing a lot of stress, it's not uncommon, especially this time of year. There's pressure to get things done, tie up loose ends, do performance reviews, plan for next year, all this while dealing with staffing challenges, leadership changes, financial or budget issues, sensitive team dynamics, and organizational politics. The list goes on and on. Sometimes the problems you face seem insurmountable, but there's something simple you can do to help you and your team break through. Stay tuned. Welcome to CEO on the Go, the show about personal and professional growth for busy leaders like you. I'm Gail Lance, and I'm here to help you think differently, solve big problems, and inspire change. It's tough to do on your own and even with a team, but it is possible. So let's get started. Welcome to this episode of CEO on the go. You know, I've been working lately with clients who are tired. They admit that some say they're burning out, they're dealing with conflict, or they're just stressed out. But there is something that we rarely talk about that can help you navigate tough times and break that tension and set a tone that builds more positive connections and better business results. It's called humor. And the good news is that you don't have to be a stand up comedian to master the skill. My guest today happens to be a humor expert. She's a professional speaker and dear friend I've known for many years. Her name is June Klein, and the last name is spelled C-L-I-N-E. We first met when I lived in Atlanta, Georgia, over 20 years ago. She's based in Atlanta today and promotes the power of creating laughter in business. June rides a Harley-Davidson Customer Deluxe 883 Sportster named Good Golly Miss Molly. And I remember her sharing stories about her experiences on Good Golly Miss Molly. She's been quoted in Harvard Management Communication Letter, Health Industry Executive, Competitive Edge, to name a few publications. More major companies are recognizing the power of laughter in creating a comedic culture. One infographic I saw said that humor can increase happiness by up to 42%. And laughing for 10 to 15 minutes can increase your heart rate by 20% and burn as many calories as five minutes of aerobic exercise, 10 minutes of dancing, or 15 minutes of milking a cow. How about that? June believes humor is the most overlooked and underutilized skill that professional leaders and executives can develop to strengthen their careers, boost charisma, and increase cash flow. We talk about ways to do that. June has a proprietary humor quiz to help you discover your own humor style and the comedic culture of your organization. She shows you how to lighten up, turning change and chaos into corporate collaboration. We talk about what it takes to go ape and why you need to do that. (laughs) You can strategically apply humor to craft a powerful message that gets to the heart of the matter when every word counts. She can help you spice up your talk with humor if you need to, to pack a powerful punchline that helps your talk become more memorable. So check out the different ways she can help you integrate more humor in your workplace. And before sharing our short conversation, I did want to mention that sometimes people, maybe you, may be in a very dark place where even the thought of trying to find humor or laugh It it just isn't realistic. So don't try to force it. After our conversation, June mentioned that she had spoken with one man who said, you know, I just can't laugh right now. 
and that's okay. As always, I encourage you simply to stay open to the ideas that we bring through this podcast so that you can apply them down the road whenever you're ready. Everything is temporary. My hope is that as you listen, you'll leave with the intention to help bring more laughter and lightness and humor into your workplace. A little humor goes a long way. We had a fun conversation, of course, and I know you'll enjoy learning more about the power and profit of initiating more laughter. June calls it the ROI of LOL. Enjoy my conversation with June Klein. June, welcome to CEO on the Go. I am so excited to be here with you. I am just so tickled. Good. I'm so thrilled to have you because you're going to be talking about a topic that I haven't covered before and that I think is really important. And it's on the lighter side of leading and how to integrate humor. And I know that you're a pro at that, given the amount of work that you've done over the years. And so I can't wait to talk about how that can help leaders and their organizations. Oh, I can't believe you haven't talked about this topic, but you were waiting on me. So yes, the perfect person, perfect time. I know you and I always talk about that. So it is the perfect time. And I think there's just such a great need out there. Recently, I've talked to a number of clients. Uh, You know, we're, we're in fourth quarter, there's a lot of pressure, there's a lot of emotion, sensitivities, uh, it's, it's just really tough out there. So I love focusing on something that can help people move through that, overcome that. So I wanted to get your take on it, because I know you talk about the ROI of LOL. So I wanted to start there. What does that mean? The ROI of LOL. Well, for all of our execs and people in business, we know what an ROI is, return on investment. And we have to have one no matter what what the topic or the product is. In this case, it's the LOL, which is laugh out loud. And there is an ROI on LOL. When you make somebody laugh out loud, you get the ROI of recognition, respect, and reward. That's my three R's. And there are so many others. There's a lot of benefits, but I, I like to collect them under, you know, management and, and CEOs they, they want. And many of them have that uh, recognition, respect, and reward. And when you ice the cake with a little titch of humor, it just flows. It makes it that much more better. Yeah. So can you speak about how to do that? Because my guess is that there are a lot of people listening who think, well, I'm not funny or you know, the issues are so serious. How do I break through? How can we integrate humor? Uh, It seems like that can be challenging for people who don't consider themselves to be funny. It does. And gosh, I have a whole slew of uh, tips, tricks, and techniques. We won't get into all of them here. But what I like to say is number one, actually, I have it as zero, as ground zero is stop saying that. (laughs) That you're not funny? (laughs) Quit claiming that you're not funny. And you have to make a decision that you are going to at least look at or try to be. And man, have I been in some arguments with some pretty um, well-known comedians and different humorists that say, you can't teach funny. You cannot teach funny. And, and I get that. We all have our, our basic style or technique. And not everybody's a Robin Williams, for gosh sakes, bless his heart. But once we are made aware, and one of the things I do is have people go ape. And I mean, I literally have them go ape, shake their hands up over their head and start making sound with their noise, with their mouth. And then I have them drop to the ground and act like they're eating grass. Now, when you're in a group 
and leaders. It is not particularly funny at that moment. So it takes a big risk to do that and for me to do that. But when they start eating grass, playing like they're eating grass, they all start laughing. So they do that as a group? Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Either one as a group or one. one. <laughs> but the, what I'm sharing with you is the acronym. So the very first thing people need to do is um, awareness. So eight uh, is awareness and they have to start paying attention. And so that decision to make themselves to be more alert around what's funny and what isn't, then that makes them more aware. And then the P is permission. You have to give yourself permission to go outside the box, especially in corporate or in your job and leaders, whatever. You have to do that. And then the E stands for fun, which when you're in a room of people, their eyebrows arch up to their hairline and they're going, what? Because that's the unexpected. And that's where really you have to, it has to be a surprise. So I missed the E is for fun. Yes. E, fun doesn't start with E. Is that, is that on tension? Uh, See, I'm too serious. I, (laughs) oh girl. Okay. All right. So yeah, obviously I need to integrate more humor. I was thinking that's what was the case, but I just wanted to double check you. So I'm glad we could clarify that. The point and, and people don't get it. And so even room with them, they're, they're looking so confused. And I'm like, you have to have the surprise. See, F doesn't spell anything, but to remember to go eight, people won't, they don't ever forget that. Yeah. So speaking of generating awareness, I know that you talk about different styles. And on this podcast, we've we've actually done a number of different episodes on behavioral style, communication style, uh, those kinds of styles. But you talk about uh, a humorous style that leaders have, and there are four different kinds, right? I do. And and you're you're spot on. You know, back in the day when I was an outsourced trainer, I was teaching all of those different styles. And it dawned on me one day that there wasn't anything around humor or, or comedy or laughter. And it all happened the first week that I was, I had quit my day job, a perfectly good day job. And I had four speaking events that week. And there were four separate reactions to my content and what had previously been funny to one group wasn't funny to another. And then some were being very sarcastic and others were just crazy. And so that's where I came up with my comedic styles. And they are crazy, caring, cerebral, and caustic. And I started measuring and imagining and trying to figure out what my audience might be. So it's a guesstimation. So if you're talking to IT or lenders, financial people, that sort of thing, they're probably not going to want to go ape, though I make them go anyway, but it's just a different style. And so what I preach is that you have to be aware of all four. Okay, good. Um, So assuming that people gain more awareness about their own style, is there something that leaders can do to help? kind of facilitate or promote more humor in the workplace? I believe that you just, you start looking. So you really start noticing what was funny to you. And then once you realize it may not be funny to the other person, because they may be in the comedic style quadrant that's diagonal. And the diagonal, just like in any of the the behavior styles, the more room for misunderstanding and disapproval. So 
that's where you have to, that, that's where sometimes we get in trouble being a CEO and giving, delivering a punchline or a joke, and it just doesn't go over well. So what I'd have teams do two different things. Number one, to start to notice, and maybe first thing in the morning, everybody goes around and tells what goofy happened to them that day or that week so that, you know, they they have an opportunity to confess what's going on with them. And then you'd be surprised at the people that raise their hand and, yeah, me too. I locked my keys out of my car. Or, yeah, I wore the wrong shoe. It's that because you're looking for a commonality. Universal thing, item, topic is what will create more laughter. And then also memes. Start collecting memes. From where? Well, um, online. You see people, you see them online and you can go to different, different groups, but there are, I mean, people just share them and it's just usually one picture kind of thing that, oh my gosh, I'm sharing one right now, Gail, you would, you know, I have natural curly hair. People can't see me, but I have a lot of hair and big hair. And so I found a meme on this, this last weekend that has this massive head of hair. This woman is curls everywhere. And just, it's like six or seven inches off of her her head is everywhere. I have never had so many people respond to a meme. And it, it's just because it's funny. But as I think my problems began in the 80s with Aquanet. So you know, not everyone is familiar with Aquan, Aquanet, but I used it. I'm that age. And so it cracked me up. But I kid you not, they're sharing it. Well, and what you're saying, too, it sounds like is good that you're kind of poking fun at yourself. And that's something, you know, to translate in, into leadership that leaders can do is to, to, to find ways to laugh at themselves and to bring that into the workplace more. When, when we look at the, the go into detail around the comedic styles, that's the very first thing to in a nanosecond, like in three seconds, your brain needs to process. Is this pointed out or pointed in? And humor is pointed out. Um, and I'm always curious as to if it matches your belly button. I know that's probably not what we're going to do here to look at the group. But if it's pointed out, then you've got to be much more careful and have a much bigger emotional bank account with the person. And if it's pointed in, then that is you're the butt of the joke. And that's important unless you make yourself the butt of the joke too often. And then that becomes detrimental in your career advancement. Yeah. Um, real quick, I wanted to ask if you think that there are any types of leaders or types of companies or industries that are more receptive to integrating humor compared to others. You know, of course, Southwest comes to mind. Well, that's it. That's the the prototype or the, the, the one who has really become known for. But that's from top down. It's what I call top down laughter. So their CEO valued the prank and the funniness and, and just being funny. So that's one of the reasons I am passionate to reach some of the CEOs and top execs, because it's got to start with them and they know what they're comfortable with and not comfortable with. But also they have to know what their team is comfortable with. But yes, in answer to your question, I just discovered a friend. Um, well, actually, my um, my assistant sent me a beautiful article today from it um, was highlighting Seinfeld. But the whole what are they called? I forget. Um, Savannah Banana. It's about a Savannah, a guy in Savannah. I don't I didn't memorize all the details to tell you here, but this this man loved baseball. So he bought 
a fledgling team and started trying to have this group out of Savannah because he loves it. And nobody else wanted it. Nobody cared. And so he almost lost his home, his wife, his $1.8 million. I do remember that. But he was still not not going to give up on it. And so he, he just thought, what do we do? What do we do different? How can we make this different? So now they've changed everything. And there's a little 30-second video that shows them throwing the ball to a guy on second who's catching it with one hand on the bag and a mitt and another person's holding his feet. So it's so out of the box. And now they're they're crazy good. They're crazy. Everybody can't get, you can't get in there now. So do you see what he did? He took that whole concept and made it work. Yeah. There's so many different ways to go about it. I know one of the gifts that you have is your ability to even work with an executive to to bring more humor into their talk or their presentation. Um, and so I encourage people to to check you out for the work that you do uh, in that area as well, in addition to working with teams. But I was just curious to know if you have some final tips or thoughts to share for executives who, who may not have even really thought about this topic before. Um, I think it's so valuable because it really helps build connections, which is what you want in business, right? And ultimately helps you um, make more money, <laughs> grow your business to integrate humor in this way. So I, I think it's so important. So what, what are some final tips or thoughts that you would offer to executives as kind of a starting point? The reason people don't think about it is they typically put it into two categories of either being for, uh, frivolous, which it gets a bad rap for that. And also they just forget. It's just not valued. It's not important. But those that do value, and if people will, again, start to look at the awareness, who makes them laugh, especially in the corporate setting, most of the times it's somebody with a sense of humor. But they don't know. Everybody thinks, well, I don't want to be a comedian, and I'm not trying to be funny, and I'm not. No, but there is a skill. There's a style, and it's proven to manifest in so many ways, in innovation, in confidence, in leadership, in I can't even think of all of them, but so much search is out there now. It's crazy good what good a laugh will do for you. Absolutely. Good. And one point that I really wanted to reiterate that you mentioned earlier when I was asking, you know, how they how they find humor, you said look for it. And I believe in that so much that what you look for is what you find. And so if you continue to believe that there is humor out there and your radar is attuned to that, um, it's probably right there in front of you. So oh is I'm trying to remember if I can, do we have enough time to just tell you, I was asking Jerry, we're Alabama, roll tide, Alabama people. And, <laughs> and we, we were listening. I said, who do we play next? And he got up and came over to the couch and handed me a Kleenex. <laughs> and I was like, at him, what, what are you, what? He said, you wanted a Kleenex. We hurt ourselves laughing over that. So see, it's that kind of thing to pay attention to, to notice and just listen to the humor that's every day, all all around you. Well, thank you for being such a wonderful example of humor uh, and, and who you are and who I've known you to be for so many years. What is the best way for people to reach you? You know what? JimKlein.com is my uh, website and I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn and all of them. So yeah, LinkedIn would be a great way as well. Okay. Good. Well, June, thanks so much for uh, bringing a little lightness today in this podcast, which I think is greatly needed. And um, I wish you the best in, in the work that you're doing to bring more humor and comedic style into the workplace. I think it's a really unique thing to do that's so valuable and um, look forward to hearing how things go. 
My honor and my pleasure. Thank you for having me, Gail. Okay. And for everyone else listening in, I hope that you find the ROI of LOL doing the work that matters to you. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, be sure to share this episode with someone else who might benefit or leave a review. You can join my email list by going to workmatters.com so you don't miss an episode. And there you can learn more about ways we serve mission-driven leaders like you. If there's a challenge you want to discuss, I'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, keep growing as a leader, inspiring change, and doing the work that matters to you.